Truth Still Matters, episode number 22. Come one, come all. Welcome to the Catholic Podcast. Truth Still Matters. The human person is made for truth. Despite this dictatorship of relativism, we breathe every day. This podcast exists in the stream of the new evangelization championed by Pope John Paul the Great and continued with Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI and Pope Francis. We will have the opportunity to learn and reflect on the timeless truths revealed by God and deposited in the Catholic Church. If you're looking for apologetics or theology, that can be applied to your life right now. You've found a new home. Stop drowning in the world of opinion and embrace yourselves for truth still matters. We've made it back for another episode of Truth Still Matters. We have entered into the holy season of Lent, a time that we have a chance to reflect on where we are truly in our faith journey. And everyone is at a different place. And regardless of where you're at, the Lord is calling us to go further. And so, by God's grace, let us take the opportunity this Lent to prayerfully reflect on how can I glorify the Lord in my day-to-day -day activities more and more. This podcast, I'm going to take a break. <laughs> yes, indeedy. I'm going to sit with you and watch a program. I had the opportunity of recording this program a couple of years ago for the Catholic Television Network. And it was on Lent, specifically on almsgiving. And I'd like to take this time to replay that broadcast for you. Now you have to, it's dated, okay, it's dated. It talks about Pope Benedict XVI resigning and I was teaching at St. Francis Cabrini and now I'm teaching at uh, Brother Rice. So it's dated, but it still has great information. It still has a message that I need to hear again this year. And I'm praying that you get something out of it too. Are you ready? Let's watch. A reading from the prophet Isaiah. Is not this the fast that I choose? To loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the straps of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free, and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house? When you see the naked, to cover him and not to hide yourself from your own flesh.
Then shall your light break forth like the dawn, and your healing shall spring up speedily. Your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer. You shall cry, and he will say, Here I am. If you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger, and speaking wickedness, if you pour yourself out for the hungry and satisfy the desire of the afflicted, then shall your light rise in the darkness and your gloom be as the noonday. My name is Hubert Sanders Jr. and I'm a teacher at St. Francis Cabrini, a teacher of theology. I'm also a faith teacher at a Detroit parish, Presentation Our Lady of Victory Catholic Church. In this passage from Isaiah, right before this passage, we have a situation that the Vatican Council, the Second Vatican Council, describes as a kind of scandal. We have a situation where the people of God are showing an external display of holiness. But this appearance of holiness, this appearance of fasting, is disconnected from the interior reality. Their fasting is one that is self-centered, and it lacks the real obedience that the Lord calls of us. The Lord doesn't want just lip service. He wants life service. And now the particular passage that was just proclaimed portrays the true essence of fasting. And that is this, to care for the poor, the releasing of those bound unjustly, and the untying the thongs of the yoke. You may be thinking, now, what is that? Well, it's this. It's not anything in contrast to the external appearances of holiness, but it's one that combines the external with the internal. See, the Lord wants a real relationship, and that relationship consists of God being our God and the people of God, the people of faith, giving themselves completely over to God. But in order to give ourselves, we have to have ourselves. And there are certain things that keep us from having ourselves, being caught up in certain pleasures of the world, lust, pleasure, making wrong decisions. And during the season of Lent, we are encouraged to fast. That may involve the avoiding of things that are good, in order to make room for the ultimate good, the Lord our God. And it also can be comprised of fasting from things that we should never take up again. Things that get in the way of enabling us to possess ourselves in order that we might give ourselves to God. That's the essence of Christianity. Having the life of Christ reproduced in us that we might have ourselves in order to give ourselves to the Lord. And we do that practically by giving ourselves to our neighbor. Because when we see our neighbor, we have to see Christ. Is this about works, righteousness, us earning our way before God? By no means. This is enabled by God's grace. But the judgment is this. Whatever you've done unto the least of these, my brethren, you've done unto me. We have to allow Christ to live within us. And one way that we can do that is to participate in the suffering of Christ. And one everyday way of doing that is through fasting.
Fasting enables us to contemplate the heavenly things. It takes our focus off the mundane things in order to free us up to think of the things of God. It enables us to possess ourselves and not be driven by sin. The immediate context right after this passage speaks of the Sabbath. And the Sabbath is not just a day where we refrain from doing certain things, which is a kind of fast, but it's the reason why we fast. And that is that we might have a relationship with the Lord. The ultimate fulfillment of the Sabbath is the Lord's day. And the Sabbath in fulfillment being the Lord's day guides us in every activity. Whatever we do has to be headed towards the fulfillment of that covenant, and that is to love God with all of our heart, mind, and strength, and our neighbor as ourselves. Fasting is a way of cleansing the soul. And obviously, the things of this world are good, but we must not be attached to them. We have to wear this world like a loose robe so that we can have the proper priority because this world is here now and it's gone in an instant. This is a kind of commercial for the real deal to come up. And that is an eternal life with God. And he's given his son and through his death and resurrection, he's established the church and he's filled the church with the sacraments that we might be enabled to be partakers of the divine life. This Christian life is more than just following rules and regulations. And the people of God were concerned about the rules and regulations and God wanted to say, hey, Where's your heart at? These rules and regulations have a purpose of uniting to where your heart is, that you might be made pleasing unto the Lord. So, hey, are you with me? My prayer is that we're all in this together. So remember, I'm going to pray for you. You pray for me that this Lenten season might be profitable. We just got the news that Pope Benedict resigned and we constantly pray for him in this season that he might be constantly, as we are, made into partakers of the divine image, the likeness of God.
เธอ